Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. This is Sam, host of Open World, formerly known as Against the Grain. We've been out for a little while due to a multitude of reasons. One, we had a farmer's market that I was putting on. Second, we had some technical difficulties for a while with blog talk. And third, I was sick as shit. So that was fun. One right after another. And it was intermingling and all that other stuff. So, you might hear me cough a few times. You might hear me hack and die a few times. And uh, we're just going to make it work today. My goodness. I don't really have any housekeeping that I want to update everybody on as of right now. Um, We'll be redoing the website here soon, so that'll be nice. Have it a little more crisp for a change. Um, I'll be redoing my own website, so that'll be nice. Uh, Going to get a website going here soon for the Needleworks. So if you're interested in fancy hats or anything like that, uh, you can come find me because I'll be putting out a bunch of fun stuff here soon and all that other good things. Um, I think the point, we're just kind of, I haven't done these in a little while. Am I the asshole? <coughs> Reddit thread. Let's see if we can find a good one. There's quite a few good ones. Well, let's see. Here's one. <laughs> oh, I am very tired. I'm very, very busy when I haven't been sick over here, but it's been a good busy. Definitely going to bed a little earlier tonight, I think, though. So. Um, well, why did it back out? Hold on here. Here we go. It's plugging on most of my Facebook. It's on my ideas. Well, Reddit is not acting straight. All right. Am I the asshole for telling my brother he did put his wife he did put his wife's wants before his kids. My brother has two children from his marriage to his late wife, Denise. His son just turned 20 and his daughter is 18. Denise died when the children were six and seven years old. 18 months later, my brother met Catherine, his second wife, and they married after four months of knowing each other. Catherine was unable to have biological children and she has always dreamed of being a mom and wanted to be a mom to my nephew and niece. My brother wanted this for her also, but the kids did not want want to be Catherine's children. They did not want to call her mom or be adopted by her. They did not want her to be the sole focus of Mother's Day, etc. My brother spent years trying to get the children to call Catherine mom. He and Catherine applied for her to adopt the kids and were rejected by a judge after she spoke to the children about what they wanted. They tried again and were denied by a different judge before making it to court. 
Things were always tense with my brother and his children. It was also tense for the rest of the family because some of us spoke up and asked him why he was pushing this on his children so much. He would say Catherine deserved to be a mom and deserved the respect of being a loving and nurturing mother to the kids. Mother's Day for the first year they were married. Mother's Day from the first year they were married until last year was very toxic. My brother no longer allowed the kids to see their maternal relatives that day, and they also didn't see any of us or visit the grave. The day was their, was their family was for Catherine. He would make her breakfast and give her cards and gifts from the kids. When the kids would tell her she didn't deserve to be celebrated for Mother's Day and she was nobody's mother, my brother didn't like it and Catherine would be upset at the reminder. The kids would also be quick to inform Catherine that I'd never wrote the cards because my brother always addressed them to mom. The kids never called her that. In the last few months, my brother has lost contact with his children. The last time they spoke to their dad, the kids told him they put Catherine's wants before them, and they would never forgive him for that. They said he had no right to insist they be the children to fill the void for her, and when they were had a mom who they loved. My brother dismissed the idea. I can't say that. When I saw him for New Year's, my parents thought he was telling me that him the kids were right and he did put before the kids. I want to be a mother and the important thing is to force the kids to comply to and be the kids. He said that was not what happened and I should be sympathetic to him and Catherine who had their hearts broken by the kids and by the asshole. Top comment, not the asshole. I don't understand how these stories are so common. A part of me feels like it's fake because they get the most responses on here, but a part of me can't get over the fact that more than more often than not, these stories are about men erasing their wives after they die. Yeah, women do that too, but more often than not, it's men. They're quick to leave and move on from a dying wife statistically, so it makes me believe they're or least likely true. Just that is shit makes me terrified to have a kid. There's big discussions on that, how men move on quickly. Not the asshole, those kids may have called her mom in their own times if they had not if they had been given the chance, that will likely never happen now. Oh, there's no way it'll happen because they hate Catherine and their dad. Not the asshole that's always you were screaming into a void for 10 years. You just repeated that scream. No, I wouldn't call OP an asshole for pointing that out. Um, it's just a damn shame because, like, I just want to know how this woman treated the kids. There's, like, no details on how this woman treated the kids at all. Like, was she actually, like, a good woman? Like, was she a good mom? Like, you know, that's kind of what I want to, kind of what I want to know. Like, how, how did she treat those kids? I mean, that'll make an impact. Obviously, wouldn't fix the whole, the whole problem. But, you know, you go from grieving children 
to a year and they like did they, they didn't even get a chance to know Catherine. That's the thing is like to be married in four months, your mom died a year ago and then your dad just marries this woman in four months. Like you know, I don't know, I don't I don't know how I would feel as a kid. I th- honestly, truly honestly, I think I would feel the same way. I'm not even gonna lie. It's like being dadless now. It's like if my, even as an adult, if my mom, like, you know, married somebody, like, met somebody a year later, and then in four months got married, I'd be like, whoa, like, slow the roll, man. Like, are you sure this is what you want? Like, I don't know. I'm definitely not going to say he's the a-hole, but I'm definitely going to say, like, the fact that they tried to force it on the kids. I mean, the kids are being little jerks. (laughs) <laughs> they they were like I I can totally understand why they were, but they still were being little jerks. So, and I know that might upset some people for saying that. It's like, but really though, like, you know, I feel like Dad should have listened to the kids, and if Dad really wanted Catherine to be a part of the children's lives, I think that there should have been some counseling or something involved. Um. Dad should have definitely listened to the kids because if Catherine was a good mother and Catherine did want to be like a good mother to these kids and take them under her wing and, you know, be, be that parental figure that these children lost, it probably would have went over a lot smoother if they didn't just force it on these kids right away. And like, I understand like dad is suffering too. Like, you know, there's a whole lot of understanding and, um, empathy on all sides that it's just like you know it's not just all about dad and it's not just all about kids it's about the family unit and if he really wanted it to go smoother he should have got counselors you know some counseling or something involved to like help the family make that transition and then at the same time like I said before spent a lot more time listening to his kids and instead of trying to force the label, like, just be comfortable with letting these kids have their space and talk about it, you know? Instead of Catherine rolling up and being like, I'm your mom, it's just like, okay, well, I mean, I'm not technically your mom, but I would like to be a mom to you. And, you know, if we could possibly work on that relationship that maybe it would bud into something one day it would become fruitful into something like that the one day that you know these kids might have been a lot more willing to you know their heart again once they've actually been allowed the chance to heal it because I don't think these kids really got the chance to heal it I think he just kind of like accepted that that was what it was and then moved on but at the same time couldn't really accept it because he married this other woman and then he forced this other woman on the children rather than them all really kind of sitting down and trying to work through it and it's like listen you know like I'm your dad I want to have a partner and um you know this might not be this might not be what you want, but, you know, let's work on it kind of thing. So definitely not the asshole. 
I think everybody's just really hurting. You know, dad's being a jerk, kids are being a jerk, nobody's being listened to, dad's trying to force it, now dad's all mad because, you know, all the kids aren't talking to, and it's like, well, you know, not saying your kids were entirely in the right, but you sure as hell weren't either. So, yeah, sorry, I agree with OP, but he's not the asshole. All right, here's another one. Am I the asshole for not wanting to give my nephew a puppy after he attempted to steal one from me? Um, Probably, but let's see. I am 25, female. My dog, Dove, has puppies. She's golden lab. I promised my nephew, Dion, 10, he could have one of the puppies when they're ready. He was so excited. So last week when Dion and my sister came over, he asked if he could see the puppies, which I said yes. He came to see them. Me and my sister were catching up. Then we heard Dove barking, which alerted me to go check on Dion and Dove. Dion was standing in the corner with his hands behind his back. We could hear the puppy's muffled cries, and I pulled him forward and found that he had a puppy in a plastic bag. I told him off and asked him what he was doing. He started crying, and he said he wanted a puppy now, and that he was taking this one home. I told him, no, you already know that they're too young and that they need their mother's milk. Dion had a tantrum, and my sister had to take him home. Dove was understandably agitated and was now wary of who comes near her pup. I had decided over a couple days that I didn't trust Dion to have one of them. So when my sister came to visit, I told her I didn't want to give Dion one of the pups after what he did. She got upset with me and said it was a mistake and he learned his lesson. I said he didn't even apologize. She said, what for? The puppy was fine. I got angry then said, what if Dove hadn't alerted us? The puppy could have died. She said I was going to break his heart if I go back all my promise. I said, I'm sorry, but that's my final decision. She left angry. I've since been getting people in my back about breaking my promise and that I'm a liar. I even got a video message of Dion crying and calling me names. I'm starting to feel bad. Am I the asshole? Um, I would say partially. I would say partially. Top comment, not the asshole, absolutely not the asshole. You don't put a living animal in a plastic bag. Well, that's common sense, but this kid is 10 years old. So we're going to give him a little bit of grace on that stupid move. You cannot reasonably expect to receive a dog if you tried to steal it previously. You can't shoplift from a store, get caught, and trying to remain in good standing as a customer. Same thing applies here. Well, first of all, um, the, this kid wasn't a customer, and he was promised a dog. So it's not a matter of he tried to steal it. It was literally promised to be his. So you can't really use that argument. That's fucking stupid. It's your choice what happens to the puppies. It's your choice to sell them, not to her. Well, that is true. But again, you had promised the puppy to this boy. Number four, you are not a liar. Dion had, had Dion not stolen the puppy and hid it from you and scared the mama, you would have kept your promise. However, the situation changed and therefore the promise is void. Um, no, that's not how it works, but okay. Um, <clears throat> I'd keep good on the pups to make sure she doesn't try and take one for herself. Well, that would be, like, super stupid. But, okay, let's keep going down here. Yeah, 10 years old, a child should have absolutely known better. This isn't a toddler. This is fifth grader. So, yeah, definitely, definitely agree that the child should have definitely known better. Not the asshole. The kid could have killed that poor pup. Plus, he didn't even apologize for it. Instead, just threw a tantrum. You know, for he was far too young to be looking after a pup. When your sister is untrustworthy as well, 
She didn't discipline her child or even correct him on why he shouldn't try to steal a pup. She didn't even make the kid apologize and basically wrote it off because the puppy ended up, okay, thanks to you. That's not someone I would trust any long, any dog, let alone a puppy. Okay, but like, she literally said that she educated the kid. And I mean, she did, although she's really not doing great at parenting, she did raise a child and the child didn't die. So obviously they're not that neglectful. And obviously she's not like that out of touch with reality that she still has the kids. The kids haven't been taken away by foster care or she lost the kids to her partner due to neglect. Obviously she's done well enough that she can raise a human baby that she would be able to raise a baby dog. So there's that. Although I don't agree with the fact that, you know, they didn't apologize. Um, but OP's decision was already made prior to them talking. She had already decided to go back on her promise before she even talked to the sister. Um, so I think it's bullshit. I do think OP is definitely the asshole here um, to a degree. <clears throat> See, when I decided over a couple of days that I didn't trust Dion to have one of them. So she had already made the decision prior to anything even being decided because of this incident. Now, rightfully so, I think she would have a right to be upset because she did put the puppy in a bag and he decided he was taking it home. Rather than coming to her and be like, hey, I want to take that one, he decided to take it on his own hands. But, like, she's definitely wrong for being upset, but she had already made a decision, and she did go back on her promise, and she is the asshole. So... I think, though, that, you know, nah, I'll just leave it at there. She's the asshole. Although I do think it's kind of assholeish that, like, her sister didn't apologize. So if she would have not made the decision prior to the discussion and was leaving it on the table and then the discussion had happened and... The sister was trying to push it off, saying it's no big deal, blah, blah, blah. We don't have to apologize. It's not even then I would have made that decision and be like, you know, I was going to. And then due to our discussion, I am no longer. But she had already decided before there was even a chance to make things up. So, yeah, I would say she's still the asshole. Um What the hell is this? Am I the asshole for not being happy to receive a handmade gift? Me and my friends got together for a late Xmas gathering, and we did Secret Santa with a budget of $250. Well, it was not so Secret Santa, where we knew who each person got, where we knew who each person got, but it was so we could only buy one gift. Wow, I cannot read today. My brain is just, nope, nope and out. Now let's try this again. Excuse me. Well, it was not so secret, Santa, where we knew who each person got, but it was so we could only we would only buy one person gifts, so no one would go out. <clears throat> no one would go OTT. Okay. Edit for info. The budget was two hundred and fifty dollars, as in expectation was each person spent that amount. 
It wasn't a max $250 budget where you can spend within your means. Plus, this person had a higher paying job than me and is better off financially as well. And the whole friendship group agreed to this amount months before. I also saw gifts she gave to her own family when she posted an Insta, all branded items. I spent the $250 and bought my secret Santa a Dior silk scarf, Dior oblique Mitsu scarf, to be precise. Update for info. She wasn't my secret Santa, but she got a YSL card holder from her secret Santa, which cost more than $250. I was excited to receive my gift since $250 is quite a lot, so it should be enough to get a good gift. Everyone got some sort of branded item, whether it be skincare, makeup, accessories, however. So, however, when I opened my gift, it was all handmade items. I got two resin coasters which weren't made very well, I could see the bubbles. Some bracelets made out of yarn, those friendship bracelets you have when you're younger, all in our 40s. A crocheted turtle and a painting she did. Watercolor, it's watercolor, I think. <clears throat> I jokingly asked her how this cost $250, and she dead seriously responded that the kits cost money and the crocheted animals are sold quite a lot of sites like Etsy and bespoke commission price and paintings is priceless. Now, I understand it's the thought that counts, and if she couldn't afford a 250 I would have understood, but it's not that she couldn't afford it. She just decided to give me these items because she wanted to try to make them. It's like, oh, you didn't want junk, so you didn't want this junk, so gifted it to me. Am I the responsible for not appreciating these gifts? Apparently, I was really, up- I really upset her by not being happy about what I received, but honestly, if she even added a $50 gift card, Starbucks card, I would have been happier. Everyone else said I was overreacting and that it's a decent gift, but that's because they all got good branded items. I would have happily traded my items for the Dior scarf back. Obviously, she said no. Edit for info. No, she's not a crafty person. She was just bored and watching too many craft videos, Instagram reels, so was just passing the time of buying cheap kits off Amazon and painting, and she did more like a follow a YouTube tutorial and hope for the best. Also, I won't be hanging anywhere in the house. She knows my daughter loves art, and we have her pieces dotted around our house. Top comment. I'll probably be in the minority here, and I am fully prepared to accept downvotes, not the asshole. I know it's supposed to be the thought that counts, but it's a different story when a group commits to an exchange of the maximum $250, which is insane, but I digress. If she were a skilled artist and she gifted you with a personalized or specialized piece, that would have been acceptable. But she apparently gifted you tea chokes and created them from ten to twenty dollar craft kits. Yes, she spent her money and her time, but it doesn't sound like she's keeping up with what your group does. It's easy for your friends to say it's no big deal because they got high dollar items. You receive summer camp arts and craft projects outside of painting, maybe. ETA with all that said, I would apologize the person you gifted you. No, don't don't apologize. Moving forward, I think your group needs to sit back and reassess your annual gathering gift exchange and maybe keep it simple, like getting together for a nice dinner and splitting the bill. Honestly, I'm going to go ahead and say that those craft kits were not even worth $250. Like friendship bracelets, like you can get a kit for like $20. Like a crochet turtle, again, like $15, $20. The painting, fuck, you can get that stuff from the dollar store. Like, I'm going to put this out there, but like OP, 
getting together, buying, oh, well, it, it costs the money in kits. It's, I'm going to tell you right now, it was less than $100 for those kits. A little crochet turtle, you can buy a little crochet turtle from like 2 to $20, depending on wh- what it's crocheted. But like something that I would crochet, because here's the thing. I do painting. I do crocheting. I do macrame. I do cross-stitch. I know what the cost of these things are. And I'm going to tell you what right now. Like, the kits that she bought this stuff with would not even equal. It would maybe be around $70. The time that she put into it and, the like, the end result pieces wouldn't even have been worth the 250 Even after all that's said and done, it still wouldn't have been worth 250 And I wouldn't even sell a little turtle that she would have made for, like, fucking more than 5 maybe $10. And I've been crocheting for over 10 years. I've been knitting for 10 years. I've been cross-stitching for, like, 8 years. No, probably a little longer than that. No, I'd say about 12 years. I've been cross-stitching for 12 years. It's like I do a bunch of needlework. Um, and I'm going to tell you what. The stuff this woman gave her was not worth 250 even including the kits and the finished products not worth 250 and the fact that this woman pissed away money on kits when you can just go buy the single pieces like i mean a crochet hook is anywhere from two to four dollars you can go get a freaking crochet hook for two dollars you can get a skein of yarn okay so you need two colors of yarn okay that's ten dollars so you just spent twelve dollars and made a five dollar turtle like, what the hell are you talking about? A friendship bracelet? Again, you can go get the, the, the cross-stitch thread and stuff for, like, a couple dollars each for the, the, the thread to make a bracelet. So, like, you go and you drop another $10, $15 to make, like, another $10 with a bracelet. It's like, what the hell are you doing buying kits for? Kits are cute. Like, I'm not going to sit here and knock too hard on kits because, you know, if you don't know what you're looking for, they are a fairly, you know cutesy wootsy way to get started but honestly honestly guys like i'm telling you right now like the kits aren't fucking worth it unless you like unless it's like something like specialized or something like if it's like a special little tooth or you know like that and it's like a whole like teaching you how to do it it's like again like you can go spend half of the amount and just get the raw materials yourself and go to youtube don't even waste your money on the kits because, like, a lot of times people just buy kits for people just as it's something, like, oh, fun to, you know, get involved with and then blah, blah, blah. It's like, I'm telling you right now, like, if anybody's actually going to get into shit, a kit is wasting your money. You'd be better off buying them the single ingredients. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Hey, when it comes to the parts and pieces, you would, <laughs> I'm just going to call the, them the ingredients. But it, it, you're wasting your money. Otherwise, you would be spending less money on um, buying everything separate and then getting them involved in an actual class because that's usually where a lot of people drop things like nail work is because unless you're really ambitious and you really like self-learning and you're willing to actually try to find where you're wrong and self-correct, the overmajority of people out there, they want personalized instruction. They want to be able to go to somebody and then to do it and then have that person show them how to do it quicker because the whole trial and error to the majority of people, they're too fucking lazy for that. I'm sorry. I know that sounds like really crude and mean or whatever, but I'm I'm telling you as somebody that does things like teaching things to people, the overwhelming majority of people are just too fucking lazy for it. 
if they don't have somebody showing them how to do it and then have instant gratification for it, they don't want to continue with it. Because you can say, well, that's not the case, but how many people do you know out there that can even sew a hole in their sock? You know what the overwhelming majority of people will give you as excuses? Anytime you tell them, hey, I sew, I crochet, I knit, I do this, I do that, I do all of these different things. You know what they tell you? They tell you, I don't have the patience for that. Really? Really? Because like when I go on my Facebook or I go on Instagram or wherever where I have a bunch of friendlies that tell me that they don't have the patience to learn how to sew a hole in a sock or learn how to make a dishcloth, when I ask them for recommendations on TV shows like Grey's Anatomy or, you know, for movies, like these people line the fuck up and they tell me like this TV show is good. This TV show is good. This movie is good. And they'd like it's the same people. Everybody watches TV. Everybody has the time and patience to be entertained. But yet somehow these same people don't have the time and patience to actually teach themselves a skill. They're lying to you. They're a bunch of lazy buggers and they're lying to you. So in terms of determining whether or not OP is the asshole, um, if this was like a family gift exchange, or if the person she was getting the gift from was actually talented or actually did this as a living or something like that. Because I've given out crocheted gifts, lots of them. I've given out, like, soap and things because I make soap and stuff too. I give that stuff out as gifts all the time. But my stuff is good quality because this is what I do. So if I'm giving you you know, an Afghan blanket that I spent like a month making and I dropped, you know, 30 or $40 of yarn, like best believe that ass that that blanket that I'm giving you, um, not everybody can make that blanket. Because um, I am, due to the time that I've spent skilled enough that I am able to pretty much do any pattern out there any pattern that anybody writes, and I'm skilled enough to be able to start making my own patterns. It's not a matter of following patterns anymore. It's a matter of, oh, I like what they did. I'm going to make my own pattern because I like something along the lines of that, but I want it a little different, that I can make my own pattern. Or I can envision something. I'm getting skilled enough that I can envision something in my mind and just create an entirely new pattern from scratch. As long as you have the basics, you're good. So when I give somebody something like a blanket, um, trust and believe that I would be selling that blanket for like, you know, 250 450 something like that dollars. So when you're getting something, yeah, I dropped like $50 in yarn, but it also took me like a month and it's a blanket that if you went to Etsy to buy it, you'd be paying a pretty penny for it. So like I said, trust, trust and believe that it's like, yeah, like, you know, you're getting something that I would sell and people would pay money for because it is good quality. So in terms of OP, I don't think OP is the asshole for um, not liking the gift, especially when the whole point of the gift was, you know, like in your friends, oh, you should just get over it. Well, get none of them wanted to trade with you. Yeah, no, they just want to tell you to shut up and move on and you need to be thankful. And like you said, you you are thankful for the gift. Like the, the OP, you know, definitely um, 
took the time to try to, um, you know, do something nice for you. But in terms of this, I don't think you're the asshole. I think um, you expected a certain degree of something which everybody else has gotten and which you have gotten in the past and which you gave and you did not get that in return. I think that is the disparity again, you know, but. I want to read the other comments, though. I didn't read any of the other comments. Um, do to do it. Let's see. Yeah, somebody also said I would I crochet and I wouldn't give handmade gifts in a two hundred and fifty dollar hungry exchange unless I can guarantee they would like it. Yeah, like you know something like like one hell of a nice set or something like you know it's like oh we're we're gonna put the time and effort into this because this is gonna be worth it. Not the asshole. I love making handmade items and when when could I could maybe see one thing handmade, but all that nope. That person cheaped out for all those others saying you're overreacting. Do they want to trade their gifts? Hmm? What would they say when you re-gift those say items? Oh, friend, you were right. I was overreacting. But alas, gift just wasn't my style. Since you loved it so much, I decided to gift it to you. I bet their tune changes. You either participate if you can afford to do so or you opt out. Or you could discuss lowering the cost. A yarn friendship bracelet, the only person I would appreciate that from is my grandchild or my bestie. But when everyone else got a name brand item and you did not, and she is an artist, the exact what exactly is a bespoke commission painting? Is her art priceless? Literally, everybody's just like, the thought was there, but the application was not. Not the asshole when the dollar amount is two fifty. You expect a nice gift because you presumably bought a nice gift. She could have gotten you a gift card and maybe one or two homemade things, but not the whole gift. I understand people saying it's a thought that counts when a person makes a dollar amount for the gifts. Everyone should stick to it. Or like, why didn't she buy OP the gift kit? like a gift kit or something like why did she buy them and then make them and then give them to her like why wouldn't you just give to the kit the thought here though seems to have been that she could get rid of some of her projects and save $250 yeah because those kits were not worth $250 man I just sound really cranky today my goodness Oh, let's give me, oh, what's this? This sounds like it could be interesting. Okay. Am I the a-hole for telling my bridesmaid that she can't wear the same hairstyle as me for the wedding? My 25F bridesmaid, 25F Nola, said that she does not like the hairstyle I have picked for the bridesmaids and is going to be wearing the same hairstyle as me. When I told her no, she got very upset. My bridesmaids were wearing a messy bun, and I'll be having my hair down in Hollywood waves. For context, we've known each other for nearly five years, but haven't kept in touch much in the last two. The only reason she's a bridesmaid is because she called me up on a promise that I made her three years ago, saying that I'd make her a bridesmaid when I got married. 
I'm really bad at saying no, so I said yes. I got the bridesmaids' outfits and accessories. I'm paying for everything. You're paying for their own hair and makeup. Nola has already said she doesn't like the bridesmaid outfit and asked me to change it. I was unable to do so as the other my other bridesmaids loved theirs and the dresses were non-refundable. I also asked my bridesmaids to wear any color of the rainbow to my bridal shower and I told them I'm wearing white. Scroll down. Nola said I'm wearing pink. Me, uh, sorry, but pink isn't a rainbow color. Do you want to pick something else? Nola, fine. I'll wear white. Me, that isn't a rainbow color either, and I'm wearing white. How about you wear green? Nola, I'll think about it. I've already asked her to cater to my above request, not changing the bridesmaid dress and wearing a rainbow color to the bridal shower. Am I the asshole for asking her not to wear her hair like mine and wear it like the rest of the bridesmaids? What? Not the a-holes, but OP. She had to push you into making her a bridesmaid, and she knows it. She is self-centered and making deliberately. Please tell her that since she doesn't want to do the gig as the fine, she's out. Don't give her another chance that she'll show up at your wedding day like you, looking like you. You're allowed a lot of flexibility, but she's sent you set to hit you with it. OP needs to kick her out of the bridal party. Am I the one who thinks she's going to show up in white? Can't be the only one, not the asshole. Yeah. Honestly, the fact that she's like, you promised me, and then she's like, I'm going to wear my hair like this. I'm going to wear white. I'm going to wear pink. I'm going to wear whatever I want. I'm going to do whatever. It's like, um, you need to get rid of that woman. Like, not to be a dingus, but you're not the asshole, but you need to get rid of that woman. You need to kick her out of your bridal party because she's acting like she's the fucking bride, and you're not even being a wiener. Like, nah. Uh-oh, this is when. <clears throat> Let's see. Apparently, this Redditor will do one more, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll pop into some other stuff. Excuse me. My goodness. Um. Apparently, this Redditor was deemed the asshole. Am I the asshole for refusing to add food to my delivery for my roommate to save her money? I, 28 male, live in Canada. My roommate, 29 female, and I usually get along well. I am originally from China and I have family and savings and account there. The other day, my roommate commented that I must spend a lot on takeout as I order takeout like four to five times a week. Well, yeah, that's that's a lot. (laughs) I then explained to her that I don't really spend much as I only order from a small number of Chinese restaurants who have agreed with me that and don't use stand on the standard who have an agreement with me and don't use standard delivery apps. I pay them in yuan and arrange delivery over WeChat so there's no tip and tax and they give me discounted prices. That's fucking awesome. A week later she didn't have many groceries left and asked me to add something for her and she will pay me back. I refuse because she isn't part of the agreement and I don't want to betray the restaurant owners. And also she wouldn't be able to pay me back in yuan. She seems upset and it isn't being cordial. Am I the asshole? I would think so. Just order from the restaurant, paying you on, and then she can pay you in cash and Canadian dollars or whatever it is, or American dollars. Yeah, it's Canadian dollars. Like, just have them order, paying you on, and then you, your roommate, give you Canadian cash. That's the exchange rate. Like, I, I don't see what the problem is there. But that's okay. I mean, all I know is that I'm learning from this that if I can pay 
Chinese business owners in Yuan. I'm about to start going down to the bank and exchanging some money. That's all I'm going to say. Edit, okay, the problem has been solved. I contacted two of the restaurants, which are the ones I most frequently use, and they told me it's fine to order for my roommate, and she can order herself if she installs WeChat. She doesn't want to use WeChat, so I've told her she can ask me, why did you have to tell the restaurant anything at all? Like, for those saying tax evasion, et cetera, these restaurant owners are really kind people and often even give free meals to the restaurants to Chinese and international students who are struggling, sometimes others, Two, not just not Chinese, just the most customers are Asian. I work now and I am not a student anymore, but they know that and said I can still use the services. This is done a lot cheaper than Uber Eats and DoorDash, but the only thing you need to order only at lunch or dinner time. Okay, well, for all the people that are whining about tax evasion, go fuck yourself. So I'm going to say, go fuck yourself. Nobody should be even being paying, paying taxes in the first place because taxes is bunk, taxation is theft, keep your money. Because all these fucking buggers, that are doing with your taxes, they're just taking it and lining their own pockets and they're giving you back a tiny wee little bit. Meanwhile, they're pissing away all that money, sending it to places like Ukraine and Israel. So there's that. But like the, the restaurants didn't even have to know, homie. Like they didn't even have to know. So like, yeah, you were the asshole because like I understand you not wanting the restaurants to get in trouble because obviously you posting on Reddit is like doing a lot more damage than your roommate getting cheaper meals. Like if you were worried about the restaurants getting in trouble, you shouldn't even have posted it to Reddit. So there's that. But yeah, you could have just tacked something on on the order and then she could have just paid you in cash. You're the asshole for not paying taxes. Food purchase prepared and ordered in Canada. You're breaking a law. You and the restaurant owners are running a scam to dodge taxes. I hope your roommate reports your arrangement in these restaurants to the authorities. The restaurants are tax dodging. Yeah, fuck you. Absolutely not. How much you want to bet it's all these little lefty socialists that are mad that they're not paying their fair share? Or the righties. You know, this is the part that makes me so upset about the righties is they want to talk about minimal government, but they will eat you alive for not paying your taxes. Like, you got to be fucking kidding me, right? Like, these people just got it backwards. It's like, I mean, I'm helping run a permaculture group, and I love this group. I really like the guy that runs this group. Um, He's very knowledgeable. He teaches, like, permaculture classes. Like, this dude knows what he's talking about. But he had taken a screenshot of a post that I had made in a Facebook group that I recently um, opened for tinfoil hat people to, like, just come and, like, just share memes. We're just having a good time sharing memes. Like, it's, like, you know, whatever. But he took a screenshot of a meme that I shared, and he posted it in his permaculture group. And one of the bleeding heart losers that is too left that they don't even know what they're talking about is going off about how climate change deniers and all all it is is white people in the picture. All it is is a man and a woman and, like, three kids. It's just like, oh, well, they're all white, so it's it's obviously racist. No climate change because these climate change deniers, and they're talking about EMF waves and all this other stuff. It's like, okay, well, you picked apart half the meme that you don't like and talking about, like, globalist scumbags 
oh, well, that's just code word for Jewish. You know, these people are anti-Semitic. What the fuck kind of mental gymnastics did you just jump through to get to that? Like, are you kidding me? Like, okay, first of all, I just went to your timeline, homie, and I just see, like, you know, defending Palestine, go, you know, down with Israel, Palestine only, splattered all over your page. So, like, I talk about going down with the elite of scumbags and a meme, just a Facebook meme that I thought was funny. I don't know. I'm not even taking it that serious because that's all this group is about is just laughing over silly nonsense. Because let's be honest, guys. Let's be honest. It's like with the things that are going on in the world today, if you can't laugh, even over the pro-vaxxer memes, and the pro-government memes, if you can't laugh at things at this point, it, it, you're just going to go absolutely mental. So, like, I don't care if it's an anti-vax meme or a pro-vax meme. If it's a meme and it's funny, I'm going to laugh at it. Even if I don't agree with it, if it's delivered in a way that's actually funny, I'm going to laugh at it. Because, like, life is too short and things are getting too wacko and, like, there's too many people that are dying who are just believing the nonsense. I mean, 80% of people in Canada have got their first shot and now suddenly everybody's got myocarditis, pericarditis, neurological issues. They can't have kids and all this other stuff that's going on. It's like these people are suffering. They are suffering greatly. So there's the physical torment they're going through. There's the mental torment that they were going through because... You were literally like it. It's um, what's that 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 um, that syndrome where you love your captor? I can't think of the name of it right now. There's your ADHD brain. Um, where they love their abuser. You guys will know what I'm talking about. Ugh. You guys will know what I'm talking about when you love your abuser. Um, but. You know, these people were suffering greatly. And now everybody is coming out of an a, a slavery stint. And we're in an economic recession to be like, we're, we're going, we have like, very little buying power. Like, I don't, I don't want to say that it's like the same as like, you know, Soviet Russia, but like the buying power that we have is pretty crappy. The government is running like crazy. The corporations are lobbying like crazy. It's socialism for you and I, but it's crony capitalism for them. This entire thing is just an absolute mess and it's falling apart and people are struggling because they feel like they have no value they don't know what their life is worth. They don't know what they have going on in life. They've got no purpose. Like, what's your purpose of being here? At least when you have a purpose, you're willing to work on things, even no matter how, like, dirty, gritty it is. You're willing to, like, get it done and have purpose. What purpose do we have here? And now, like, the Canadian government has already showed that, like, if you're disabled, they're just going to try and work you or they're just going to try and kill you. Like, they're already bringing in, like, um assisted suicide for like homeless drug addicts in places like BC rather than legalizing it and then offering more resources to get these people off the streets and get them clean and get them appropriate mental health and then providing them with opportunities so they can actually like go forward and do things and then on top of that keeping people 
who have current opportunities, keeping their opportunities alive, that they have chances of growing and doing better and succeeding and accomplishing um, anything, really, that they want to be able to succeed at. Um, instead, we have this nonsense going on where they just legalize the drugs and they're not doing absolutely anything about it. They're not doing anything at all. They're just legalizing the drugs and now they're just legalizing suicide. So sure, if you're too far gone, we don't want to actually provide the services to help you. We're not going to upgrade, increase like the money that you're going to need to live. You better just work. But at the same time, they're also breeding, you know, perpetual victims. These people that are perpetually big, living in victim mode where they can't do anything because, oh, my mental health and this and that. But like, you know, they, they don't do the deed. And I'm not advocating that you need to do the deed and clock yourself off. I think it's, you know, everybody's got problems and that that's a permanent solution for a temporary problem and it really breaks my heart like if you need help definitely reach out and try and get help but they're not offering appropriate resources though either i mean i've got a few friends that work in mental health and they're saying like the amount of access and things that we could have for mental health that like everybody could have and that things would be so much better the government doesn't want to do it like i have a friend that actually proposed a whole ass plan and they didn't even want to do it, even though it meant more control and more, you know, um, expanding their governmental overreach. She had pretty much lined up a whole plan that would be able to expand their overreach in such a phenomenal way, but at the same time be able to provide resources for pretty much everybody. And they still didn't want to do it. So what does that tell you? What does that tell you? Like, the government had the opportunity to take total control, even more so than what they have, and they chose not to. Um, nor are they willing to work with her to make anything else happen either. They're just kind of like, you know, whatever. So they don't really want, they don't really want people getting better, which is a real big, unfortunate issue. But you know what? It is what it is. So not much you can do about it. Other than, you know what, stand up and take back your own power, but people don't want to do that either. They just want to fight, which is really silly, in my opinion, but it's okay. Well, we'll make it through. So we're going to take a quickie break, and we're going to be back and um, uh, talk about some other fun things. Maybe some video games or something. Video games, anime, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll be right back. Do you love the outdoors? Do you want to help make a difference for the planet? Then get involved in Collectively Rewilding. Collectively Rewilding is a movement to restore degraded ecosystems and reinvigorate sustainable traditions almost lost by working together. It's based on the idea that we can achieve more by working together than we can by working alone. Sharing the skill sets we have built over the years with each other and providing the community support we all need when there is so much work to be done in finding a sustainable future. To join our community here in Collectively Rewilding, go to www.collectivelyrewilding.com. Let's bring nature back into our lives in a community built for the wild in all of us. Most people say they hate wearing shoes and would go barefoot if they knew they were allowed. People say it all the time on their social medias. But they are worried that someone will say something to them. So everyone wears the cheapest flip-flops with the least amount of fabric on them. 
most people do not even know that it's completely 100% legal to go barefoot into a store. Most people think that driving barefoot is illegal, but it isn't. Driving barefoot actually is safer than wearing most shoes. Going outside barefoot for a walk is one of the healthiest things you could do, but most people are afraid someone will say so. Or they quote the myths and the rumors that their grandma told them years ago. The fact is, there are no laws against driving a car, going to a store, or eating in a restaurant barefoot. So don't give in to bad fashion, hurt heels, or a broken flip-flop. For more information, please check out barefootislegal.org or find us on your favorite social media. We all know that times are tough and things are really expensive right now. So why not save a little bit of your wallet as well as the landfill? Marty.com carries high-quality products at low, low prices, sometimes up to 70% off of retail. I just got a wonderful package of beef jerky for one cent sent to my house through Marty.com. Marty.com offers high-quality products at discount prices. Why? Well, sometimes products are seasonal or overstocked or packaging just changes. It's still great quality food, but it's going to end up in the landfill if we don't find some way to distribute it. And leave that to Marty.com. Now, if you want to save a little extra today, you can get $20 off your first order by going to our Facebook group for Dynamic Word Bible Studies and picking up a discount code there. So check out Dynamic Word Bible Studies at Facebook and find Marty.com on our comments. You'll be able to get this free discount code. It's going to give you $20 off, and it's also a great way to support our show and to keep those landfills light, and to save some money in your wallet. And I'm all about saving money. So check out Marty.com. Hello, this is Sam, host of Open World, formerly known as the Green. And we just got back from break and we're reading the Am I the Asshole Reddit threads to... I haven't done those in a while, and I've been listening to a lot of them, to be honest. This is really interesting. Um, view options. No, I wanted to shut that shit down. Eject all. Okay. I just Googled Lord of the Rings, and I just saw this Sky News. Um, this was five days ago, I think. Lord of the Rings sequel must be destroyed after Tolkien's estate wins copyright case against Raider. Lawyers say the book was a commercial project and they won't tolerate any attempt to monetize J.R.R. Tolkien's much-loved work. The writer of an unauthorized Lord of the Rings sequel has been ordered to destroy all physical and electronic copies and pay more than 130000 in legal fees. U.S. author Demetrius Polychron was sued for copyright infringement by the estate of author J.R.R. Tolkien and the writer of the original books after Polychron first tried to sue them. Huh? Polychron claimed in April that Amazon's TV series The Rings of Power, set thousands of years before Lord of the Rings, infringed on its own book, The Fellowship of the King. 
His case was dismissed by the U.S. District Court, which said Polycron's old novel had broken copyright. The Tolkien estate then began its own legal action to block the book, which Polycron had described as a pitch-perfect sequel to The Lord of the Rings. The court has now granted a permanent injunction, and it means the Fellowship of the King can no longer be distributed, and Polycron cannot write any further books based on Tolkien's work. All copies of it must be destroyed, the Tolkien estate said in a statement, and the ruling also forced Polycron to sign a declaration confirming he's complied. Polycron must also pay legal fees of 134000 which is about 106 European dollars or whatever the fuck, to the estate and Amazon to cover the cost of its initial lawsuit, which the court said was unreasonable and frivolous. The Tolkien Estates UK solicitor Stephen Meyer said Polycron had written its book on a commercial basis and called the legal outcome of an important success for preserving the copyright of fame found to be epic. He said Tolkien's estate would not allow unauthorized authors and publishers to monetize J.R.R. Tolkien's much-loved work in this way. The estate hopes that the award of a permanent injunction and attorney fees will be sufficient to dissuade others who may have similar intentions. Well, isn't that interesting? So he tried to sue them first, saying they took his idea, even though, you know, that that whole thing, that whole thing wouldn't have went down if he wouldn't have, like, tried to sue them first. Like, if he would have just let it be, it would have been perfectly fine. But instead, he chose to try and sue them. Like... Oh, this whole thing is going to come to a head at some point. Anyway. I just found this little article. This is pretty cute interesting. This is posted by YB Entertainment News. www.yardbarker.com Twenty facts you might not know about Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. It was not the first film adaptation of Tolkien's work. See, this is what I'm saying. Tolkien had been tackled in the past, although previous adaptations went a different route. The previous films were in an animated, of the animated variety. Perhaps budget and scale of the story kept anybody from trying to adapt The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings in live action, at least in film. There were some live action ministries in Russia and Scandinavia, though. The Fellowship of the Ring was the first Tolkien movie adapted since 1980 animated Return of the King. Like... There was a bunch of different adaptations. Like, there's been a whole bunch of expanding on his work. If you wouldn't have been goofy and decided to try and sue them first, like, you know, you kind of goofed. Peter Jackson had the idea to tackle adapting Lord of the Rings. In 1995, Jackson and his wife, producing partner, Fran Walsh, started thinking about using the improvements in CGI to make a movie in the vein of Lord of the Rings, they tried writing one, but every time they felt like they were making stories that were too similar to Tolkien's work. As such, Jackson figured he might as well try to get the rights to the 
Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and just go that route. Jackson got to work once another project fell through. Soon after this film, The Frighteners came out. Jackson got a chance to direct an adaptation of a classic story he loved. That was, of course, King Kong. Yes, Jackson was right on remaking King Kong. It was always multiple films, but not three. When Jackson and Walsh began writing a Lord of the Rings movie, they quickly realized there was no way to do it in one film. Trying to keep the project manageable, though, they first opted for two movies. And the first, when they first sold the project, it was indeed for a two-movie deal based on the treatment of both movies written by Jackson and Walsh. They had changed production companies to Miramax. New Line bumped the project up to three movies. New Line's CEO, Robert Shea, so they were with Miramax, and Miramax tried to just get them to do, like, one movie. And then they went with um, New Line or whatever. And they were very much down for three. Production began years before the movies hit theaters. Well, obviously. Um... Jackson and company began working on pre-production for Lord of the Rings in 1997. Jackson hired Alan Lee and John Ho to be the film's primary conceptual designers. They had resume to earn the role. They, too, had both previously worked as illustrators for Tolkien's book. Lee was in charge of creating the looks and some of the land of Middle-earth, while Howe, an armor expert, focused on that. Obviously, they shot all over New Zealand. They built themselves their own little town, Hobbiton. You can actually see a lot of this in um, their behind-the-scenes content, which you can find on YouTube, actually. Um, Frodo is the key role in Lord of the Rings, and Jackson left no stone turn. Would a child actor beat out 150 actors to win the role? That evidently included Jake Gilliall, who said he unsuccessfully auditioned to play Frodo. Wood was enthused for the role. I had also seen that um, Jackson was trying to get smaller, not-so-well-known actors, for the most part. He had said. Yes, it was original actor cast as Aragorn, but he was kind of... He didn't fit well with the team. They kind of, like, knocked on him saying that he was this and that and well out of all that other stuff. But, like, he did do other, like, decent movies, but, you know... Christopher Lee was big a Tolkien fan as anybody. Christopher Lee said that he also, like, read The Lord of the Rings every year. And he got to meet Tolkien. So, mm. what the hell? David Bowie reportedly wanted to play Elrond. Now some directors would jump at the chance, not Jackson. He turned down the opportunity to cast Bowie, saying, to have a famous beloved character and a famous star colliding is slightly uncomfortable. Yeah, but he had the guy from, like, The Matrix. So, like, he was also a big name. He won four Oscars. I don't know. I think that's pretty neat, though. 
I think that's pretty neat that like so many people wanted to be involved with this movie and it's so hard to pick a very small amount like who's going to play the perfect role <clears throat> but yeah copyright claim against Tolkien estate backfires on Lord of the Rings you kind of done goofed Honestly, I think they would be, like, very willing to, like, let you expand or do this or do that so long as you give them their cut and as long as you, like, stay with, you know, it's like, if I was going to do that, it's like, you know, like, I'd want to put my own spin on it, but, like, at the end of the day, it's not my story. It's not my imagination. It's not mine. So... Oh, this is interesting. Three, ten great fantasy movies inspired by Lord of the Rings. Let's check this out. This one is from CBR, CBR.com. It was published three days ago. Um, Hold on. Where is the actual article? One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, see, here we go. Okay, so 300 is a distinctive historical fantasy. The Golden Compass was perceived to be the next big thing. How to Train Your Dragon is a flawless medieval fantasy. King Arthur, The Legend of the Sword is an epic action mythical tale. Warcraft recreated the war between humans and orcs. Pan's Labyrinth is a fantasy masterpiece. Stardust is a charming action fantasy. The Chronicles of Narnia series has a solid world-building like LOTR. Harry Potter series is a modern version of Tolkien's work. And Hobbit trilogy was a prequel. LOTR fans deserved. So, honestly, that doesn't surprise me at all that, like, Harry Potter and, like, Narnia were, like, inspired by Tolkien. I'm just kind of going through the news articles right now and just seeing what's going on. Um, Lego Fortnite player. Oh, interesting. Lego Fortnite player recreates iconic Lord of the Rings, the two tower locations. That's super cool. So I have been on a huge Lord of the Rings kick this last little while, watching the behind-the-scenes content. Um, I read the books like 10 years ago, I think, five years ago, 10 years ago. I got them for Christmas. My husband, I got them for me for Christmas, and I burnt through them. And, um, I mean, there's not much to say that hasn't already been said. There's not much to say other than, you know, it's, um, it's sad that people can look at such amazing pieces of work of fantasy literature movies things like that and they can't put two and two together 
when looking at the state of society today? It's, um, yeah, disappointing. That's all I'm going to say. Just looking over this one post here really quick. See if we can find something else. I just kind of wanted to go over those. Um, I watched Attack on Titan, the season finale, the final movie the other day. And that was... Oh, Attack on Titan Season 4, Part 4, Dobbs get Crunchyroll release date. Do not sign up for Crunchyroll. Go sign up for Crunchyroll. It's an amazing website. Mm-hmm. Oh, what is this? Oh, January 7th. If you don't like watching um, Japanese anime in Japanese, if you prefer the dub, January 7th is going to be the big day for it to come out. Or sorry, if you prefer the dub over the sub, Japanese or January 7th is going to be the big day for Japanese. Um, wow, I can't speak uh, for Attack on Titan fans for the dub. Um, gorgeous dark fan of the anime by Attack on Titan Studio is critically underrated. Oh, what is this? <clears throat> You know, looking over all this Japanese, like, all this anime stuff, it's like I'm going to have to pick up on my book. I had a dream the one time, and I'm not going to publicly um, tell you what my dream was about, but I'm going to have to go back to working on the book. Oh, The Girl from the Other Side. Yeah, I've seen I've seen that show. That that's I've read those books. That That's an amazing anime. The girl from the other side. Um, but yeah, I kind of want to get back to starting a process, the dream that I had, and turn it into book series. Do do do. Trying to see. Uh, apparently, solo leveling is a pretty good one. And everything on the Google's is telling me that I need to check it out. But you know what? Let's just see. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of want to pop over to Telegram and see what's going on in Telegram. So just letting you guys know, though, that we are in the middle of getting the video going for the radio show. I am going to be getting video going, at least on my end. I'm trying to learn how to do the streaming um, for video gaming, and then once that is set up, that I will be streaming and doing my radio show with streaming video like I wanted to, because that's coming, and I want to 
I want to get on that, man. I'm very excited. Ouch. Apparently, I need to upgrade my telegram. Lame. Working class boy streaming everywhere. Comments react to Jimmy Kimmel threatening lawsuit against Aaron Rodgers for Epstein joke. Because, yeah, they just dropped um, some more of the case files today. And that's becoming a thing. Everybody is um, wondering who the redacted name on the documents are. I've seen Tim Poole talking about it a few times today. Um talking about um, who that redacted name could be. Granted, it's all speculation at this point. We don't really know who it could be, but just the length of the name alone could rule out quite a lot of people's names, people who have longer names, people who have really short names. So I guess we wait and see if it's going to be unredacted at some point or if it's going to stay redacted. We'll have to see. Um, Oh, what's this? Florida Surgeon General calls for halting the use of mRNA COVID vaccines. This isn't a DeSantis endorsement, but this hire was a better hire than anyone Trump hired in four years. Mm-hmm. This was Joseph A. Ladapo. I'm calling for a halt to the use of mRNA COVID vaccines. Yeah, and that was taken right off of Twitter. So Florida's going crazy pants, shutting that stuff down. Mm. Pop over to the media. She's always got really good stuff. If you're in the United States, prepare for true. Oh, yeah, food shortages are coming. Trump posts video on True Social following Epstein doc release highlighting Gates, Clinton, Schwab, and other deep state players. Oh, he's going to end up dead. This is going to be crazy. This is interesting. Okay, hear me out, folks. The Miami story I posted the other day, yesterday has piqued my interest. Here's why. Number one, largest police response I've ever seen for some kids with sticks and fireworks. Number two, no furniture should said kids with sticks and fireworks. Number three, no eyewitness reports. Number four, the airport was shut down with kids with sticks. Number five, power was cut to 60,000 homes for some kids with sticks. Some people were reporting an EMF that was reason no footage was ever taken of the alleged beings. However, only a few eyewitness accounts claim they were in Miami and saw them, and this cannot be verified. Put an attention thing. Who knows? I'm not saying it happened. I'm saying this is odd. Story is odd. Over the past few days, people have been posting strange sightings over the sky of Florida, Texas, Colorado, things in the locations. Some suggest it's simply SpaceX. Continue. The attendees of the WEF, World Economic Forum, who are dropping in numbers every year because they and any associated are hated by the whole world will be meeting in nine days to discuss rebuilding trust. How about no? And there's a screenshot, World Economic Forum annual meeting, rebuilding trust. 
Remember when the government could meticulously track every citizen's movement during COVID-19 through cell phone data, yet the FBI couldn't seem to locate a single customer of Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell? Hawaii has the FBI and DOJ failed to take down any co-conspirator of the most prolific child sex traffickers in American history who installed cameras at their properties to blackmail the world's most powerful people. The Epstein and Maxwell case is precisely why I don't trust the FBI and DOJ has crumbled along among Americans. This should have been the most extensive child sex trafficking conspiracy case ever pursued, resulting in the arrest of every client and co-conspirator involved in exploiting children with Epstein and Maxwell. Instead, it has become the epitome of the FBI and DOJ shielding the powerful, even when their crimes involve preying on innocent children. Pretty much. A group of voters from Illinois and Massachusetts on Thursday filed motions to remove Donald Trump from the 2024 ballot. A liberal speech advocacy group, Free Speech for People, has filed motions states to remove Trump in from the 2024 ballot, saying Trump and his fellow insurrectionists should be barred from appearing on any future ballot. So you want free speech for the people but you want to remove Trump from the voting ballot. Do you understand how stupid you sound? You know what the fucking sad part about this is, guys? Is the overwhelming majority of people that open their mouths have no idea how actually stupid they sound. We want liberal liberalism. We want free speech for people, but we don't want Trump on the ballot because of his fellow or his insurrection. You are just so beyond any ability to critically think and beyond help. You know, I I don't even know what the fuck to say for any of this shit. The amount of information that has come out that the amount of people that lied around the insurrection, there were people that were paid to, like, let these people in. Like, it's just the whole damn thing. Like, it's just, I'm not even going to go over it because the whole thing just, makes me exhausted and pissed me off. And to be entirely honest, I paid attention for quite some time, very closely, and I have just shut out all that information from my mind. So you can sit there and argue with me all you want and say it's nonsense, but the information is out there. I had been following for a while, and, like, everything from, what's her name, that that crazy one with the red lipstick, that waitress, the one that used to be the waitress. I can't remember her name. But, like, she lied and said she wasn't where she was supposed to be. The cops let these people into these buildings. This guy who got, like, arrested for, like, with the 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 bull hat or whatever. He was, like, a paid actor. Like, it's just the entire thing was just so absolutely wild. And, like, Trump told people to go home they took him off Facebook and like Twitter and everywhere he literally was telling people to go home like just that we're good guys go home like the whole thing was just such a mess I don't even want to think about it oh what the whole thing is just oh, excuse me ridiculous absolutely ridiculous and like I just things like that 
things like that. It's just frustrating. Mm, breaking news, third batch of Jeffrey Epstein documents have been released. In Germany, farmers try to storm a ferry carrying economy minister and Green Party member Robert Habeck this evening. Probably. North Korea supplied Russia with missiles with White House says based on mosaic of intelligence knit together. And meanwhile, Canada buys Russian oil through the Middle East. But, you know, whatever. It's all good. Um, Elon Musk says Biden administration is actively facilitating illegal immigration in the United States. Of course they are. They have been for a long time. This isn't anything new. And the fact that, like, Texas is trying to shut that shit down and the states is, like, trying to sue Texas for shutting that shit down, of course. Whether people like it or not, the illegal immigrants help keep this economy afloat because these greedy buggers in the U.S. who don't want to pay people for absolutely nothing, they don't, if they put all of that money onto the amount of money that they're saving, having the illegal immigrants working, especially in the farming industry, If they actually had to pay all these people, these people would, like, they'd go bankrupt. I'm serious. Like, the amount of of illegal immigrants that they have working in, like, the farming sector, the industry sector, like, you know, these people jump the border for a better life at the U.S., and then they come and then they do, like, a bunch of the manual labor that people don't want to do because they want to get paid for it. And rightfully so. If you're doing a job... You should get paid a living wage for that job. I know a lot of people, like, you know, especially a lot of the righties, they get mad when you say that. And it's like, listen, if I'm going to be taking 40 hours of my damn week to go work for you, to pick apples or to shovel shit or anything like that, if I'm going to be taking 40 hours of my week to be working for you every single week, I should at least be able to have a roof over my head, be able to put food on the table, and then be able to do a little bit extra. It's just like, you know, when you say living wage, like I don't think people should be able to pay for a whole ass brand new iPhone 267 in cash. Like if you want luxuries, if you want luxuries, get a more higher paying job. Become the CEO of that farm. Get your own farm, things like that. Like I don't think, you know, if I'm seeing somebody who's, working picking apples and they can afford a brand new iPhone and like Nike shoes and they're eating, you know, filet mignon all the time. It's just like, what the hell is going on that like you're doing grunt manual labor that doesn't take a lot. It does take some skill. I'm not going to say it does not take skill. It takes some skill to do that job, which comes with experience. A lot of it comes with experience. So I do think he should at least be paid bare minimum living wage. Um, because if you're people who are working for you, who cannot, who are making your business, like especially if you've got a big corporate business that you rely on other people to get you up that ladder, rather than getting yourself up that ladder, you rely on other people to get you up that ladder. If they can't afford to feed them and their families, then you just abusing them and paying them absolute peanuts. I can't even afford to put food on your table. You're not going to have people to be able to sustain your business outfit. Okay. 
And I don't think that's a greed thing. I think that's simply looking after your workers, making sure, again, that, you know, they can put things like fruits and vegetables on their table, that they can go to sleep in a place that has a roof over their head, that they can, you know, be able to afford simple luxuries like basic internet, a basic cell phone, you know, like things like talk and text or something like that. You know, I don't think that's a bad thing. And you can say that socialist all you want. Well, no, that's, that's simply making sure that, you know, society is covered, that if you're going to do the work, you're going to do 40 hours of work for me, you should be able to pay for those things. I really think you should. And then be able to have a little bit on the side that you can go and, and enjoy yourself. Take your kids out for a meal. Take them out to the park. Or, you know, like buy little things extra for them that, you know, well, they might not need that PS5. But, you know, after a couple months of saving, you were able to buy them that PS5, you know, things like that. That is just like, you know, little family trips. So let's go get and we're going to get in the car, kiddos, and we're going to go, you know, out camping for a weekend. Just being able to, the quality of life that you're going to be able to have, just being able to do the, like the basic, you know, let's go, let's go to the beach today kind of thing. You're going to have happy workers. You're going to have happy families. And if they're not happy with just being able to afford, you know, simple a simple lifestyle, then being able to have the opportunity to be able to climb the economic ladder, I think that should be available to you. I don't think you should be handed over to you on a silver plate, silver platter. You should be able to work for it. Like, you know, you should be able to prove yourself worthy that you want to climb the ladder, that you have, like, you know, when you do, you have more responsibility and things like that. And, like, it is your responsibility to provide those opportunities for other people. Again, my main argument is simply if you're going to be having somebody spend half of their week or a third of their week um, at your facility, they're dedicating a third of their life at that quarter, that that moment in time, a third of their life to your facility, to your operations, to your business, your success, and your growth. Make sure that they at least have what they need to like get by in life. And a little extra doesn't hurt too, because that shows that you appreciate them. That shows that it's like, hey, you know, your work is good. Like, you know, and if you if you really appreciate them, if they're really making your business grow, like give them more. Give them more. There's nothing wrong with saying, I'll take a little less in value, which I value, which is money, and giving it to people who are making my business stay afloat to make them happy, to show them that they're appreciated, to show them that they're their skills and them making what I envision as a business to operate seamlessly and to make the people that I'm trying to provide service to, that they're making my business be successful. Because without them, then it would just be me, you know? And it's like, I, I enjoy these people. They do good at what they do. So I'm going to give them more because if it wasn't for them, I would have nothing at all. Or at least I would have something, but it would not be near to the scale. And there's literally nothing wrong with saying that. Because I know like a lot of big corporations and stuff, they try and cut corners and, you know, oh, well, these people aren't skilled. It's, it's unskilled labor and blah, 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 blah. It's just like, but it's not entirely unskilled. Otherwise, you would be able to have like ferrets and dogs working that kind of a job. You can't have ferrets and dogs working those kinds of jobs because it needs to be ran by humans. And even like robots fuck it up all the time. Humans fuck it up a lot less. 
And again, like, oh, it's unskilled labor. It's like, okay, but like, it might not take a lot of time or effort to learn how to use the cash register, but to have somebody who's really good on the cash register, who has good memory, who's quick, to have somebody like in the back to cook the food, to make sure it's cooked just like, you know, what it needs to be and have it produced quickly and stuff, to have like happy customers all the time and people who aren't screwing up the order all the time, who aren't taking forever all the time, who are able to do their job effectively and well, again, just pay them, pay them a decent amount of money and then pay the people who are running the operation who are also doing the hands-on work with them a lot more money. It's like, you know, I know when it comes to certain kinds of jobs, like not all the money in the world is not going to want to make you stay there. But like there's a lot of people who are willing to put up with a lot of shit if they make the correct amount of money that allows them to put up with a lot of shit. It's like, yeah, sure, I might not like my job, but I'm getting $20 an hour to do my job, you know, so I'm willing to put up a little bit more, you know. And then, like, when you hire the right people of people that are grateful and it's just a good working team, like, you know, it's like there's so many things that can happen. Like, I know there's so many, like, variables and all those other kinds of things that, like, obviously not, like, you know, everybody is meant to work a job or, you know, the the health of society and then when it comes to the quality of food, like you can argue those things all day long. And if you're listening and you want to argue those things all day long or you want to discuss those things with your friends or whatever, you know, obviously, like, just because it's a generalization, we're talking about one specific thing doesn't mean that we're going to exempt everything from the rule. Like, it's just like, but, you know, there are exemptions and blah, 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 blah. It's just like, this, this is just a simple talking point and you're welcome to agree, disagree, argue, discuss, um, engage, explore, you know, any further topics like that. But that's definitely, like, the more we start exploring things, the more we start talking about these things, that it's like, you know, the better these things get, that it's just like, okay, we can pinpoint the problems and blah, 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 blah. It gives you a rounded view and a better opportunity to move forward when you really kind of look through everything and kind of figure it all out. But that being said, you know, I don't think anybody is entitled to anything, but at the same time, like I'm saying, if you're going to dedicate a third of your freaking life to someone essentially making somebody else successful, you know, they should appreciate you enough that they should at least make sure at the very least that the basics that you require in life, your rent or your mortgage that, you know, you have groceries and not just freaking itchy band noodles all the time. I'm talking like a decent, you know, variety of fruits and vegetables and meat and eggs and like, you know, those kinds of things. But it's like, it's not just the cheap dollar store shit. It, it's like you should be able to have access to fruits and vegetables and things and things that are going to um, definitely help you be a healthier human being. And as well as the ability to provide yourself a little bit of entertainment because, you know, as much, as much as I'm a proponent that it's like work on your skills, like why would you want to waste your entire life just being entertained and then live for nothing because you've done nothing to improve yourself at the same time? I think people should be able to have some form of entertainment, um, whether being it engaging in entertainment or simply, you know, watching it, I think, you know, because that is definitely a great stress reliever. 
it is definitely, you know, it helps with creativity. It helps with discussion. There's so many things that entertainment can provide that, you know, up to and including community um, that you don't really get. Well, you can get, but, you know, you don't really get otherwise that I think that, you know, it's a definite need, even if it means just going down, you know, and having yourself a barbecue with the bros or going out to the park and kicking a ball around. Like, I think those should be accessible um, and people should work to make those accessible. It shouldn't just be on the government to do it. I think it's a community thing that if they really want it, they can work together to make it happen. Um, mm-hmm. I'm seeing if there's any AP falsely claims that pointing out plagiarism is a new conservative weapon against colleagues update an AP spokesperson told Fox News Digital meanwhile that the story was not up to its standards and is in the process of being updated Plagiarism as a new conservative weapon against colleagues? What the fuck? Plagiarism is outside of policy. It's outside of political nonsense. At least 50 dead and many injured after two bombs detonated near Qasam Soleimani Memorial in Kerman, Iran. Iranian state media, quoting a local official in the Kerman province, said the blasts were caused by terrorist attacks. Update, over 100 dead and 180 injured. Oh, my God. I don't even think, oh, am I watching raw video? Oh, yes, I am. (gasps) Oh, boy. So there's a video right now. Somebody's walking around, and there's just blood smears from people. Everybody's just splattered. It's just absolutely, there's just blood everywhere. A lot of people, blood coming out of their head. A lot of people just laying around, mostly adults. I don't really see, oh, there's a kid. Oh, no, that's an adult. Oh, that's a kid. Oh, man. Oh, there's a little bitty kid. Oh, man. Well, that's not good. This is another video. This is in Telegram under, if you're on Telegram, um, Breaking News. You can find Telegram's channel, Breaking News. An ambulance coming down the road. Man, that's so disappointing. Oh, man. Crappy. Turkey arrests 33 alleged Mossad agents in connection with a major Israeli spy targeting Hamas operatives on its soil. In December, Turkish intelligence warned of serious consequences if Israeli agents try to hunt Hamas members abroad. What? Like, you arrested... You arrested Israeli agents because they were hunting Hamas terrorists abroad. So clearly Turkey is on Hamas's side. That's really messed up. 
Um, Justin Trump appeals Shenna Bellows 14th Amendment ballot ban and mean mean judge who stayed the order has 15 days left to decide whether or not to remove Trump. All then, until then, Trump remains on Maine's ballot. This is just crazy. So that was in Breaking News' Telegram channel. Let's see what else is going on in Telegram right now. Intel Slava V. Let's see what Intel Slava V. More than 55,000 companies closed in France in 2023, and this is the maximum figure since 2017, according to a report published on the Bank of France website. We're mainly talking about small and medium-sized enterprises with up to 250 employees. The number of medium and large companies that closed in 2023 reached 57, which is double the number in 2022. Uh, The hunt for boats with Ukrainian Marines on the Dnieper continues. With the first drop, the copter forced the enemy to moor the shore and abandon the boat. Then the drone flew off to relocate and return to finish off the boat, which is the enemy's property and ammunition. Um, The ISIS terrorists are increasingly arriving in Germany through the war zone in Ukraine, writes the German newspaper Bild. The publication reports that we are talking about citizens at Tajikistan who are posing as Ukrainian refugees. There are They use false documents and tell the Germans fictitious stories about torture and persecution, and then they, as Bill writes, accept Ukrainian refugees with almost no check. The newspaper points out that recently the number of arrested terrorists from Tajikistan, often associated with Islamic State and Khorasan groups, has been growing in Germany. This is an offshoot of ISIS operating in Pakistan, Iran, Afghanistan, and Central Asia, in particular militants who are preparing an attack on Cologne Cathedral were recently arrested. True, it is not entirely clear how exactly Chad Tajik entered Europe through the combat zone. It is now impossible to cross the front line in Ukraine. There are no checkpoints. There are no there are no checkpoints there. There remains one theoretical option. Tajiks enter legally legally enter Ukraine through, for example, Moldova. Tajikistan has a visa-free regime with Moldova and Ukraine, but Ukrainian passports fake or according to corruption schemes, real ones, and then leave through Moldova using Tajik one document bypassing the ban of men leaving Ukraine, and then they come to Europe using Ukrainian biometrics. But the build article does not mention such a scheme. Yes, it looks quite complicated. Well, whatever they're doing, apparently it's happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. A photograph from the landing site of Kharkov on January 2nd where KN-23 ballistic missile produced by the DP... RK was allegedly struck. Oh, these photos are just not good. Oh, man, is that a dead guy in there? Looks to be. Yuck. Not good. Oy vey. 
It's crazy, you know. It's crazy to think about it. We have all this technology. We have all this money. We have all these means of working collaboratively and all these other things. And instead, we're using the shit to blow each other up. The governments are taking your money and they're convincing you that, like, the guy in the next country over is a bad guy and that you're just going to go kill him. Like, the whole thing is so absolutely, utterly just asinine. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un visited a plant producing military launch vehicles. The scale of production of this strength class of equipment for the DPRK strategic missile force can be assessed from photographs of launchers in the intercontinental ballistics missile Hwanga Oh Huang Song Pro dash seventeen Huang Song Pro dash eighteen. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I don't even want to read this stuff because it's just so so utterly insane. Uh Mm-hmm. The United States will support Ukraine as long as necessary, but not necessarily at the level of 2022 and 2023 State Department. Well, yeah, because your asses are being exposed, but that's cool. The White House also reports that the United States intends to make air defense systems a priority on the list of supplies to Ukraine when they can be restored. Of course. The Islamic State claimed responsibility for a terrorist attack in Kerman, Iran, which killed 103 people, according to militants. The attack was carried out by two suicide bombers. Yuck. The hunt for pro-Iranian leaders continues. As a result of an American UAV strike on a car near the headquarters of pro-Iranian Hashid al-Ashabi, Popular mobilization forces in Baghdad, the commander of the 12th Brigade of the group, Abu Taqwa, who was also the group's deputy leader, was killed. Oh, I guess earlier this morning, the United States no longer has the funds to further support Ukraine. New aid packages will require approval of new funding from Congress said White House National Security Council Strategic Communications Coordinator John Kirby. Too much is going on. I just find it really interesting. I find it really interesting that all of this stuff is happening around the Epstein documents and at the same time the U.S. just miraculously after handing away millions and millions of dollars suddenly ran out of money at the same time that now Bill Clinton is being exposed for, you know, not wanting journalists to report on his good friend, quote unquote, Epstein. Hmm. Interesting. The evidence that Epstein used a Okay, so that was the Intel Slava B Telegram chat. We are now looking at G3 News on Telegram. Evidence that Epstein used a Dynacorp registered plane for sex trafficking operation excerpt from the human 
trafficking circus in the room. Epstein is just an elephant. Pizzagate needs to be revised. You know, it was actually, just to go off on something really quick, I actually found it really super, super interesting that, like, today when I head over to Facebook, because a lot of people out there are saying that Pizzagate is fake and they wouldn't use um, food, food code words in order to talk about um, children. They wouldn't use food to talk about children as code words. Here's the fun thing for you. Go over to Facebook and type in chicken soup. Dead ass serious. If you're listening right now, if you're listening in the future or whenever you're going to be listening to the show, just go over to Facebook and type in chicken soup and tell me what you see. 99.9% chance you're going to see something like this because I did it today. And let me share with you what the screenshot says when I went and took a screenshot today. So I typed in chicken soup, right? Let's see. I bought one. Hold on here. Mm. You know, we're just going to go because I can't find my screenshot. I'm just going to go Facebook chicken soup. You know what popped up on Facebook with chicken soup? Child sexual abuse is illegal. We think that your search might be associated with child sexual abuse. Child sexual abuse or viewing sexual imagery of children can lead to imprisonment and other severe personal consequences. This abuse causes extreme harm to children and searching and viewing such material adds to the harm. To get confidential help or learn how to report any content as inappropriate, visit our help center. And you can put click to see how to report or get click get help and support. Interesting, isn't it? If anybody ever tells you that they don't use food as a code word for sexual abuse for children, just show them that on Facebook. You can't search chicken soup. You can't search chicken soup without the post popping up. See, I can't even, okay, so I typed in chicken soup, right? I clicked on post. Guess what? Sorry, we did not find any results matching this search. People, sorry, we did not find any results, results matching this, this search. Sorry for groups. Sorry, we did not find any results matching this search. Reels. Sorry, we did not find any results matching this search. Why is chicken soup a code word? You know what? We're just going to type in. What is chicken soup on Google? See if we can find this. Why searching chicken soup on Facebook returns child abuse? And see, this is like a straight up article. Like I literally typed in, what is chicken soup sex trafficking? Because if you type in chicken soup, you're going to get chicken noodle soup recipes. You type in what I just told you. Why searching chicken soup on Facebook returns child abuse? This is from July 2023. So this hasn't even been that long. Facebook users have discovered that searching the phrase chicken soup in the search bar results in a warning message for child abuse. But why? Meta has very strict rules on what can be posted and what does and does not allow any content for activity that sexually exploits or endangers children on the social media platform. 
If you search the phrase chicken soup on Facebook, you'll receive a message that says legal, which I just read you. Many are confused as to why the seemingly innocent phrase returns the warning. One person wrote on Twitter, how the hell does searching chicken soup cause this to come up? Weird. If you put chicken soup in a Facebook search engine, this comes up. What on earth is this about? Said another. The warning comes up because distributors of child sexual abuse images are using coded language to post such content on social media without getting caught. As explained by NBC, this evades companies' detection tools and allows the exploitative exploitative content to remain on the site like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Sometimes they use generic terms with the initials CP, a common abbreviation for child pornography, and code like caldo de polo, which means chicken soup in Spanish, the publisher said. It's not clear why phrase chicken soup was chosen, but using normal language like this allows them to dodge detection. However, Facebook has clearly realized the phrase is being used by child exploiters and is now displaying the warning message. Policy details, Meta says that any content or activity that threatens, depicts, praises, supports, provides instructions for, makes statements of intent, admits participation in, or shares links of sexual exploitation of children cannot be posted on any of its platforms. When we become aware of a parent-child exploitation, we return it, report it to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children in compliance with applicable law, they add. Any content that violates these terms will be removed and further consequences could be taken, such as disabling or terminating the account. Facebook understands that sometimes people share nude images of their own children with good intentions, but say they generally remove these images because the post's potential for abuse and to help avoid possibility of others misappropriating the images. Well, yeah. Have you guys, like, looked up how often these fucking creeps, like, steal your stuff off of Facebook? It's absolutely insane. But, like, these are articles on, like, Distractify, Reddit, Sniper's High, Polaris Project. Like, oh, my goodness. Like, they even have it on Urban Dictionary. Like, it's everywhere, guys. It's everywhere. WesternJournal.com, Facebook banned searching chicken soup after man arrested for child exploitation. But, you know, pizzas and hot dogs, that's totally fake because, obviously, rich, high-end people use it, even though the documents came out that Bill Clinton was Epstein's homie now. But that's cool, though. That's cool. And, I mean, there's not like there's video of, like, Hillary Clinton ripping the face off a child or anything out there. But, you know, if you watch it, you're going to get into trouble for watching it because it's illegal. Because she's ripping the face off a child, but somehow this bitch didn't end up in jail, but it's all good. She is. But then they have silly stuff like this, like a $100,000 chicken McNugget triggered a sex trafficking child conspiracy theory. Well, who sells a chicken that crew for $100,000? Like, they've already determined that they use food as a means of skirting the algorithms, but it's totally just a conspiracy theory when you have a chicken nugget being sold. 
Like, come on, man. I'm so sick of these goofies that just, they just, I don't know. It's like talking to permaculture people today. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, it's right-wing conspiracy theory that the weather is being modified. Really? Because you can't go over to Google and Google, like, geoengineering? Like, you can't Google geoengineering? Like, does your ability to compute anything past the end of your nose mean that you can't just go Google geoengineering? And, like, how is that permaculture? If the whole point of permaculture is to work in process with nature and to work by her rhythms and to, you know, be human-centered and, you know, put limit production and things like that, I fail to understand how cutting down all the trees and then having extreme weather because there's all this CO2 that's being put into the atmosphere on top of it, all this water vapor that's going into the atmosphere, which is causing extreme weather because all this carbon and water that should be in the ground is no longer in the ground. It's in the atmosphere, which is causing more fucking extreme weather. I fail to understand how putting planes, which is going to block out the sun, is going to fix this. Like, isn't the whole point of permaculture is to get the water and the carbon back in the ground by planting more trees? And working with nature, but you seem to think that geoengineering is the answer. Are you stupid? Or, like, how much do you get paid to be stupid? Because, like, that's where I got, that's where I get confused. Like, how how can you claim to be educated, but then be so ass backwards? Do you even know what you're saying? Like, that's my question. It's like, why why do you got to lie to yourself? Like, what, why do you think the Dunning-Kruger effect works for you? But, like, it doesn't work for anybody else because they're different, like, politically leaning than you. Like, I just I just fail to see why you can't see that you're so stupid. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe it's just because I'm cranky today. I must just be cranky today because I am not feeling very empathetic at all. That, like, I can look at comments like that and it's just like, do you, do you even know what you're saying, though? Like, do you even know what you're saying? Because, like... I, I'm not I'm not getting it, especially when you call, like, anti-vaxxers. Like, oh, that's just anti-vax rhetoric. Well, again, the whole point of permaculture is to put you in balance with nature. If you've got a healthy immune system because you're fed adequate food and you have adequate, like, you know, herbs and all those other things, the air is clean, the land is clean, you know, you have adequate food, so you've got proper, healthy development of everything that's going on in your body processes. You don't really even need medication. So what the hell do you need a vaccine for? Like, you can't even make a vaccine in nature. The closest thing you can get is to, like, infect yourself with a disease by, like, scratching a towel, putting a towel on, like, a scratch, making it in a lab, and then, like, forcing it into you, especially now with this mRNA shit, it's like that's not that's not permaculture, bro. So, like, how can you sit there and say that monocropping and spraying the fields with chemicals is bad, but it's perfectly fine to, like, make gene-altering nonsense and inject it into you, and that's totally going to work. 
Like, if that's permaculture, then what the fuck is permaculture? I don't know. Maybe I'm just being cynical. Who knows? All I know is that this is why I stay off the internet now is because I just get such a headache trying to talk to people about stuff because it's just like, you know, like I understand everybody's on their own journey and I understand like everybody um, comes to their own conclusions in certain ways. And like, you know, I guess one could say, well, you're stupid because I don't really believe in flat earth. But then again, I don't really know what the fuck to believe because like a lot of the theories that we have for like the earth being around work as compared to flat, but I'm not going to discount that there's a possibility that things are not the way they are. You know, whatever. There's certain levels where when it's in your face, it's hard to discount. And that, I think, is one of them, where it's just like, what are you doing, man? (laughs) What are you doing? Why? I don't don't get it. But, mm mm-hmm. Trying to find a good article here. What the hell is this? Derelict Roses Daily News. Please read and share my article from TLAV. It was a foreign intelligence agency behind the Boston, Virginia brothels. As the world seeks to understand sex trafficking network connected to Epstein, recent arrests may indicate the presence of a foreign intelligence blackmail operation. In November 2023, the U.S. Department of Justice, DOJ, announced the arrest of three individuals accused of operating sophisticated high-end brothels in the Boston area in eastern Virginia. The DOJ reported that the customers allegedly included elected officials, high-tech pharmaceutical executives, doctors, military offices, government contractors that possess security clearances, professors, attorneys, scientists, and accountants, amongst others. As of January 2024, no names of alleged clients of the brothels have been released as part of the investigation. Was this the one that just got busted? I had seen that there was another, like, high-end, a high-end, um... one that got busted. I'm curious. Either way, that's something you might want to look into, too. (laughs) My goodness. (laughs) Just all this stuff about Epstein, which you've already seen. What is this? A compilation of prominent political figures including King Charles, Tony Blair, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, Justin Trudeau, Boris Johnson, Barack Obama, Joe Biden, and others using the World Economic Forum's Build Back Better slogan in reference to Klaus Schwab's Great Reset Agenda. Well, duh. <laughs> like, duh. It, it's so in your face. So what else are you going to say? Like, can't say anything else. Like, it's just, it's fucking there. Like, you know, like, you can't even. 
You can't even say it's conspiracy theory because it's literally in their own books. Like, they write books. Oh, Free Thought Project is on Telegram, too. I know they were on MeWe. Solid. Join the Free Thought Project on Telegram. The real wide awake media. Interesting. You can just find a whole bunch. I'm just going to like delete Facebook. Honestly, man. I hate Facebook. I love seeing what my friends and family are up to. Oh, Facebook drives me absolutely bonkers. Conscious resistance. Derek Rose's daily news is a good one if you guys are on Telegram. The daily psyops. Ooh, this one looks good. Oh, it's a little, it's a little bitty one. There are now 418 subscribers because one of them is me. Yay! Easy news. The daily psyop. That's not right leaning at all. Oh, right leaning. Oh my goodness, right leaning. I hate right-leaning silly shit. Although, granted, I like a lot more of the right-leaning stuff to a degree than I do the left-leaning simply because of the amount of indoctrination when it comes to the amount of craziness on the left. I like a lot of the -the out-of-the-box thinking that the left does. I hate boxes. Boxes drive me nuts. But... The amount of crazy you need to be forced to adapt to my outside of the box, but fuck your outside of the box is the part that drives me nuts. You know what I mean? It's like the whole gender thing. I've got absolutely zero issue calling a trans individual that which they want to be called. Honestly, like especially if they're passing, like Blair White... If Blair White came up to me and it's like, I'm a dude, it's like, well, I mean, I know she's a dude, but it's like, you know, it's a she dude. But it's just like, okay, you know, a lot of these people you can't tell, like genuinely. They have the amount of money and effort they have put into portraying themselves as a woman. And I know a lot of people can argue and say, well, they're not actually a woman. Well, no, duh. Like, they're biologically male. Like, you know, they've admitted, like, I like a lot of the trans people that it's just like, you know, they admitted that. Okay, well, we've already established that as a fact, so let's just, like, move on from that. You know, like, I've got no problem referring to Blair White as a woman because I just don't care to start an argument over who's right. It's just, like... We've established the fact that you are a male that wants to present as a woman. So let's just leave it lie. We'll go for it and let's just hang on and be friends. Let's just talk about cool things and build cool things, you know. Let's meet cool people and build cool things. But if you're just going to get hung up on that shit, it's like then I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to stick around and focus on that. Because, like, there's a million one things we could focus on. Why would you want... Why why would you want to be hung up on that? You know? So... Huh? 
What? My God. Okay. So, I don't know. All I know is I just found like five new Telegram channels to join. I got to clean out my phone. I went from like two gigabytes of free space to like none because I downloaded WeChat the other day and it just completely filled up my phone. It's frustrating. So when you first download these apps, it only takes up like a few megabytes, few hundred megabytes of storage. And then after it's been sitting on there, it's suddenly, you look at it again, it's like a whole gigabyte of storage. You're like, what the fuck? How did it go from like a few gigabytes to like suddenly an entire gigabyte or no, like a few megabytes to like an entirely gigabyte? This is how they get you is they just kind of download things, download things, download things, and suddenly the entire storage is eating up your complete phone. Meanwhile, they're fishing everything out of your phone to send back to them so they can take it and sell it to third parties. They're dirty pieces of trash like that. It's so frustrating. Super frustrating. I hate Facebook. I hate TikTok. Oh, all good. Like I said, I'm just being cranky tonight. So I've got nothing really to complain about. I don't actually hate it. I'm frustrated with silly nonsense. One day I'll give it up, but not right now. I'm just mostly just kind of not doing it for now. But I think I'm going to head out a little earlier tonight here, guys, because I have to get a couple things done before I get to bed. And, uh, yeah. We're going to be working diligently to try and see if next week, although I'm not sure, I'm not going to count my, I'm not going to hold my breath, but I'm going to try and work on it so that next week I can actually live stream video, at least on my own, before we get our rumble. I think that would be really nice, getting rumble and uh, making that happen. So we're going to head out, and we will talk to you guys again next week, Friday. and. Have a very happy evening. Enjoy yourselves now. Bye-bye.